Hey, welcome all you guys online. A um, couple things that, that I would share with you. So <clears throat> during the whole uh, lockdown thing, we started doing every Wednesday and Sunday night at 6 o'clock, Mountain 8 Eastern at freedomministries.live, Passwords Freedom, because uh, there's a lot of people just online. They're like, this is my lifeline. This is my, this is my church, and it's all over the world right now. So um, we'll keep that going, I guess, if you guys want, because I'm hearing from a lot of you guys, they want to keep going. It was never my intention to have Wednesday night, Sunday night, Saturday night. <laughs> if some guys know me, I'm ambitiously lazy. So... Uh, but a lot of people are so just, you know what, if you want, just respond or whatever. If you're like, hey, I want to keep those going. I was probably going to do it midweek every like Wednesday and then we do live service. But if you want to do it, keep doing it. I'll keep doing it. So it, it's actually every Wednesday and Sunday, freedomministries.live, passwords, freedom, lowercase. And so um, we'll just keep it going. It's, it's kind of fun if, if people want to do it and then I'll, we'll just let you know if we can't do it. So. Tawana, I'm just going to do this tonight. Is that okay? Since, yeah, so Tawana and Dan and Tawana got me this. Where, where is it in Texas? What's it called? Oh, it's uh, Woody Smokehouse in Centerville, Texas. Woody Smokehouse in Centerville, Texas. It says, I'm into fitting, fitness, fitting this barbecue in my mouth. <laughs> Woody's barbecue. It's like, that sounds like a good place to me, actually, right? So I'm fitting this barbecue in my mouth. So thank you for that. I'm getting quite a good collection. And oh, this is the, this is for all my Iowa, Illinois, the fly, it's the spirit, it's the, actually the perfect logo. If you understand Jesus, he's saying, what shall we liken the kingdom of God to? He says, it's like a seed, like the miracle power in the seed. So it's decalb seeds, the, the spiritual seed, the miracle seed. It's actually really cool. But so we're talking about supernatural tonight. You okay with that? Because what? We are supernatural. It's, we're above natural. That's what the whole thing's about. So um, just a couple things. So uh, Inspire 100. Um, I'll get you more details. We're just doing a dental thing on this, this young girl where she had lost most of her teeth because of drug issues, and she's free and doing her teeth right now. I just love that kind of stuff. So we'll get you more details on that, which I love. And then this is, uh, uh, these are just little things that we do all the time. So this was a lady. She's going through some tough times. She says, I'm, I, to say I'm speechless <clears throat> of the unearned kindness I've received is an understatement. You've never met me. We've never gone to your church, but you still helped me financially. The timing was perfect. I was losing my faith. Was lo- I was letting bitterness take root in my heart. I was full of anger, angry with God, frustrated at the church. I couldn't receive any help since I wasn't a member of any of them. I felt like I was drowning. I felt abandoned and alone. Then cl- comes along a friend from freedom who reached out for help. The overwhelming support brought tears of hope. I truly saw the body of Christ that is caring, loving, and supporting received by you and Freedom Ministries. Thank you. So those are just fun things, aren't they? Just to show them the tangible love of God. And you want a couple of testimonies? I like testimonies. So um, yeah, I just have to like pick through them. Some of you guys with the prayer team, it's like, uh, I'll share a bunch of those too that some of them are really personal with stuff we've prayed for, but it's like, it's working. <laughs> That's what I'll say. So this is kind of a fun one. I shared this on, on uh, Wednesday night, but these, these, this family gets it. So it says, to God be the glory for the great things he has done. <clears throat> I had shared that we've been estranged from our oldest son and his family, which includes our only grandchildren so far. So this is, there's a lot of people that go through like family 
um, estrangement and separation, etc. And, and a lot of times, guys, when when you really get a hold of grace, it's the religious family members that are the first to uh, abandon you, which is really kind of interesting. But anyway, so yesterday my daughter-in-law called and let me FaceTime with her granddaughter. She texted me afterwards and said the baby had asked her to call me. This was a little wink from the father to me. My next message is about them coming over. I wrote it on a post-it note and put it in an envelope that our son and his wife would ask for forgiveness and they wanted to be members genuinely of our family. I did that not even a week ago. She calls me for the first time in almost a year. Hallelujah. Praising him for the finished work. His love and ours. Isn't that cool? So she, she just saw her family whole. And uh, then all of a sudden the granddaughter goes, hey, can we call grandma? Isn't that fun? So all you guys that, that have those situations, it really is just seeing it loved whole, keeping no records of wrong. Like uh, as we were sharing in the marriage thing. Oh, did my, my girlfriend do good in the, the marriage thing? No, it's just like, they're, they're tired of me. They want to see you. So uh, she's awesome. <clears throat> um, and just seeing it done and not keeping, because you can be dead right is what we were talking about is you can be so right. Like I'm right. And, and when, usually when you're right, when you know you're right, that's the time to ask for forgiveness and just go, you know what? Keep no record of wrong and see it as complete, see it as whole. And uh, you watch the world responds to that. It's a fascinating thing. So um, this is from Isabella. Some of you guys see Isabella's from Australia on the, uh, the live stream. So here's a testimony. Last year, I told my friend about true, the true teachings of Jesus and the Bible. He was really interested in what I had to say. Fast forward to this month, he released an EP, uh, a record uh, song. His first, very first EP, and it went straight to number one and the electronic music charts on iTunes. That's pretty good, right? <clears throat> so my other, my other musician friend who's also released a few songs was baffled on how he did it. I remember the conversation I had with him a year ago and I had a strong feeling he simply imagined his desire as if it was already done. He imagined his di- desired result. Sure enough, when I spoke to him, I asked him what he did. Quote, I literally did nothing. I just saw it becoming number one on iTunes and it happened. On top of that, he made this amount of money Australian for that first EP. He has never been to church in his life. He knows the true power, which is just so incredible. I'm so happy for him and I'm excited to see what the future holds for his music. Isn't that fun? That's so good, man. It's like, that's how you reach the people outside of the walls of the, the because the church is not a building. The church is the body of Christ, literally, which that's an interesting thing. And we're sharing this. Here's a couple little thought pieces for you. Is, is the father, Jesus says, nobody's seen the father, doesn't he? And he says, the father is spiritual, Right? So if he's spiritual, does he have a right hand? The kingdom of God does not come with anything observable. So what's the right hand all about? Yeah, it's spiritual. It's the Father's spirit, right? Spirit doesn't have a right hand. It doesn't have a left hand. It doesn't have a right hand. It makes you think about some of the things you've learned, doesn't it? I like to just get you confused a little bit. Like, what? Because it makes you think. It makes you think, like, wait a minute. I've just always assumed that the Father has a right hand, but it says he doesn't have a right hand. He's spirit. So what's the right hand all about? It, was, it, was, it meant something. It means, like, like Kobe said, it's your position of honor. That's why we put our ladies on our right arm and different things like that, right? So, cool? Uh, some other stuff. So, all right. Okay. So, speaking of that, the Jacob's Ladder, I just want to share this with you. Um, we all know these stories. Jesus says the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are written about him. And as he is, we just sang the song, as he is, so are we. 
So all the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are really stories about this inner struggle between the flesh man, the five sense man, the hairy man, Esau, and the smooth man, Jacob, right? The spiritual man. So all the wars, the battles, the families, the, the, the arcs, the uh, everything is really about what? You. It's all, right? And so I, this was another thought piece. In, some of you guys that are plagued with engineering minds, you'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm sitting there thinking, because people really get angry when they go, Noah's Ark is not literal. Like, so you're telling me that thing in Ohio? I'm like, I'm not telling you that. Paul and Jesus are telling you that. But I, I was just thinking about this. Is, so go down to your local zoo, whether it's Cheyenne Mountain Zoo, the San Diego Zoo, wherever you live, and just go, how many people does it take to scoop the manure a week? Yes. <laughs> and tell me if eight people can do it with nowhere to put it. Come on, guys, like, let's use our brain, right? You really think that's real? It's a story about something with you, right? Anyway, I just thought, so I, so I got out and I was like, how much poop did two, <laughs> I started going through all these things, two by two, right? And then there's seven of the clean animals. So I'm going, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, uh, Elephants are clean, aren't they? Oh, no. Anyway, let's just use two if they're not. I don't know if it was clean or not. I'm trying to think. Would it make sense? Do they have... I can't... I, they don't have hooves, so... Anyway, so let's just take two elephants. I was going, how much poop did two elephants excrete a week? And then I started going... I started... It's huge, guys. And now, take every animal on the planet and seven pairs of the clean ones and see if there's that boat's big enough to do that and you'll find it's not. So anyway, just thought pieces for you. So it has to be what Jesus and Paul are saying. It's spiritual things. Doesn't it make sense? That there's nowhere to put it? Where's it gonna go, right? I, I don't know, I just think about stuff like that, right? That's a logical thing to do for an engineer. So I started doing like uh, kilograms per meter squared and <laughs> start doing all my... It was fun to me. I'm like, that's a lot of poop, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you got COVID and all this, so you got to clean it and can't get near it. You got to dispose of it. Yet there's no door. It's all sealed within and out. The only door is up there. I'm pretty sure they didn't deadlift it up and out of the roof, right? Anyway, just some thought pieces, right? So that meaning that Jacob's, here's my whole point of that. Jacob's ladder has to be something in you. Does that make sense? So if we go, that, let's go to that first slide real quick. So we all know the story. Oh, no, this. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I forgot about this. I forgot I added this. Can, oh, shoot. If I asked you to stand on the bridge right out here on I-25 and go, does that steel and concrete ever operate like a wave, like energy? So watch, I remember I was in seventh grade the first time I saw this. No, it really does when you're on it. And so if you're a mechanical engineer, they understand all this. This caused them to change how all the bridges were made. So this is Tacoma Narrows, 1938. They build this suspension bridge and they're all happy. But this is steel and concrete. Watch this. So they're all happy here. They're doing parades and everything else. Uh-oh. Those are steel I-beams, guys, acting like they're waves.
Tell me steel and concrete don't act like energy and waves. And finally, it just gives way. I was in seventh grade when the first time I saw that, and I go, that is astounding. Like, think about your, your house. Most of them are held up by one or two I-beams. And think about, go bang your head on it once. See how, <laughs> see how solid that thing is, right? And just when it resonates, when it operates at the same frequency, it turns into energy. Isn't that wild? No, this is like, it had been going on for like two years. And so now there's dampers, as she knows, she was a mechanical engineer, so now there's dampers. And so the military, this is what they would do. Like when, when they were marching, you know, when, uh, what do they call that, Kobe, when you get out of step? Break, break, something, break. Out of step. <laughs> yeah, basically, don't be, in, don't be in uniform step. I don't know what it, I forgot what they called it. Yeah, okay. I was not a good cadet, so I don't remember what it all was. So, uh. Usually, I remember this one though, left, right, left flank, right flank, double to the rear, chain step, chain step, hearts. Remember that one? <laughs> we used to do stupid stuff like that just to irritate the really serious guys. So um, anyway, so the military, when they would go across the bridge, they would break step, meaning they didn't want to be in rhythm because they knew the bridge could start resonating. Isn't that wild? So here's what I want to show you. It's like quantum physics, really, that's why I'm fascinated by all this stuff is... Um, Really, in essence, it says everything's energy. Energy equals mc squared. E equals m. E energy equals mass. So when you get the speed of light, it's like one, it goes in and out of phase. And, and uh, I, I think I shared with you, like University of Cal Berkeley, they have this tuning fork, and they hit it. And I don't know how many times a second where it goes, it's there and it's not there, literally. It's there, not there. It's matter, not there. Matter, not there. Like, you can see it. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, you can't see it with the naked eye because it's so fast, but... When they really slow it down, cycle by cycle, they go, wow, it's not there. It's matter, and then it's not there. It's matter, and it's not there. So it's basically the whole observer effect in quantum physics says everything is available. Everything's potential. Any, anything can happen at any time. And us, by simply observing it, simply focusing on it, makes it appear. That's the observer effect, really. It's, right? To, thoughts become things is really all. And so I just want to share this with you. So anyway... Uh, <clears throat> At ease, harch? Oh, okay, so that's, that's how you break, break step? You've looked it up? No, I just was remembering. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought, what is that thing called that we had? Your contrails. I thought maybe you had it in your back pocket or something. Yeah. So uh, if some of you guys know what you're talking about, they shave your head and then you stand there for like three hours reading this little book. And then I'm thinking, what did I get myself into? I'm here, all my friends are having a good time and I've got a shaved head and I'm standing here getting a little scrawny dude yelling at me, <laughs> looking at my book. <laughs> you know, your brothers went there. It's like, good Lord. I, let, I met my girl there. That's the only good thing that came out of it. So anyway, so, <clears throat> all right. So the law of the Psalms and the prophets is Genesis in the Torah, the law. Yeah, then it's written about Jesus. It's written about something else, right? So it's not, a, anyway. So here's what it says. Jacob, Jacob was the smooth man, remember? There's two, in your loins are two men. Esau, the hairy man, and Jacob, the smooth man. So the smooth man is going to surplant the hairy man, meaning you're supposed to live out of the spirit. The spirit will change anything physical, literally. Cool, right? That's, how, that's what I'm trying to teach you, how to live out of the spirit. So Jacob, so let's go to that first slide, Genesis 28, 10. 
All right. Jacob went out from Beersheba. Beersheba is really interesting. It means seven wells. Now, wells were, if, if Abraham digs a well, what's in the well? Water. But can you see it? You can't see it unless you look into it, like the deep, the wells, right? Seven is the number of perfection, the seven spirits of God. The wells, there's always the spirit, right? So here's what he's saying. The smooth man, Jacob, went out of the seven wells, perfect spirit, seven spirits of God, and went to Haran. The root of that is Har, which means the hill, the mountain, the top. So the spirit is where you get the elevated view. Anyway, and, he, and you know the story. He dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth, and the top it reached to heaven. Behold, the angels. Angelos, if you go look at it, simply means messengers. It means me- angels means messengers. Behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And Jacob went out of his sleep. So here, the picture, you guys all see this, is the picture's a ladder that he's sleeping. He's laying on a rock, which says it's a pillow for his head. He's resting his head. And he has this dream where there's a ladder that connects heaven and earth. And messengers go to and from it. Meaning where spiritual, physical. Physical, spiritual, back and forth, right? And the angels of God, the messengers of God, ascending and descending on it. And Jacob woke out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place and knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? This is none other than the house. In a house, it's bet. If you go look up at that word, it's bet. Bet is always the house or tabernacle of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Now, we see in the new covenant, we get an idea of what all this is about, right? So, this, this place where you can go back and forth, messages can go back and forth between earth and heaven, is Jacob's ladder. Now, we know 1 Corinthians, as last week we were talking about, know ye not that the anointing is in you, the anointed one is literally in you. And in 1 Corinthians 3, 16, there's, there's several verses that Paul actually says this, but he says, know ye not that your body is the bet, your body is the temple, that all these old stories are talking about. The body is the temple, bet, tabernacle of God, and the spirit of God dwells in you. So this, this, this ladder that you can communicate between heaven and earth has to be within the house, which is you and I. You starting to get this? So he's getting this vision. He's going, oh my God, there's messengers that go back and forth. And uh, surely this place, and if you go further, it's a little... Uh, Dr. Fairchild does some cool stuff on this too, but he calls it Bethel, the house of God, and it goes to pineal, where the pineal gland, it's really a fascinating thing. And, and if, you see, um, if, you, if you see a symbol out of a, outside of a veterinary hospital or a doctor, what is the symbol a picture of? The serpent ascending a pole. That's interesting, the healing, right? Where we see that Moses, as he lifted him up on the pole, and really if you go look at that, it's this, when you, the whole nervous system, you know, from the base of your spine goes all the way up until it touches the pineal gland, and that's where you really start to get into the, the supernatural, that you're seeing heaven and earth, and you can really, it's a really fascinating thing. So anyway, and then Jesus himself in John 1.51 says, amen, amen, verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see heaven open up, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now that Son of Man <clears throat> is, is the word anthropos, and I've been showing you this. If you go look up anthropos, it literally says humanity, mankind, one human being. One of mankind or a human being. So here's what he's saying. And if you go look at this, I think it's, uh, is it Philip that he sees under the, I'm trying to remember what this is in contest. Is it Philip that he sees under the um, fig tree? Nathaniel and Philip, yeah. So I don't, is that, he sees Nathaniel, is that who he sees? I don't remember. I'm just trying to give you in context. But anyway, the whole, he either sees, like Chris Obeda just said, it's either Nathaniel or Philip, I don't remember who. Who? And Andrew? 
you can tell me anything because I can't remember it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that one. In fact, that reminds me of that Geico commercial. Or no, the... This is on my mind. Go, see, you're screwing me up, Chris. So uh, no, what is it where they're... That, She's got the minivan, and he's, she's like, you got the old model. He's in this chariot, and he's got triangle wheels. You know what I'm talking about? And then all of a sudden, she goes, uh, all you need is auto trader, and the, the minivan door is closed, and he's like, how's she doing that door thing? Is she like a goddess? And, and she starts going, are you Cleopatra? Are you whatever? And she goes, I'm Claire. And he goes, is that one? So he's talking about, anyway, it's just funny. So that means I watch too much sports. Because that commercial's on all the time on Yankees games. So anyway, so here's what he's saying. Hey, Nathaniel, Philip, wherever it is, I don't remember what it is. He's going, you saw me under the fig tree and you think that's a big deal? You're going to see something even more amazing. And then this verse pops up. You know what you're going to be more amazed about? Not that I could see you doing that, but guess what? You're going to see this thing. You're going to see that heaven and earth ascend and descend with messengers in you the son of Anthropos. You're going to realize all of those stories are about you. How's that? And guess what? You think you can see? Guess what? You're going to be able to see in the spirit. You'll be able to see all these things too. Isn't that cool? I think that's really cool. All right. So if this is a story about mankind, now let's, let's go to this next slide real quick. So I love this kind of stuff. This is where, let me geek out on this. So <clears throat> this, some of you guys remember from your science. So our genome, genome is really just our, our DNA. Now, genome is the root word of Genesis, our beginning. It's interesting. So genome, Genesis is the same root. It says our genome, our DNA is a double helix. A double helix, you guys know that, Watson Crick, right, from science. And so it's a coiled ladder is really all it is. It's a twisting ladder. And so each cell has 46 chromosomes. You remember that. You get 23 from your mom, 23 from your dad. Each of them have three billion base pair cells. So there's six, billion, there's six billion base pairs in every cell in your body, which is approximately a little over two meters, so about six feet of DNA per cell. So there's two meters of this stuff, six feet in every cell. There's six billion base pairs. That's a big number. Yet it weighs seven trillionth of a gram. Now, a gram is like 0.03 ounces, and there's 16 ounces in a pound. So trillionth is 12 zeros, right? So point, what is it? Point 0.7 with 12 zeros in front of it is how much that weighs, and there's 6 billion of them. How's that? I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to go, this is pretty cool stuff. This is, this is us, right? <clears throat> so each cell has that. Now, this next number, 37 trillion, I was looking all over the place, all the scientists, nobody really knows. But the, the, the closest one that made sense to me is they were trying to do body mass. How much does your bones weigh, your, your blood weigh, your, your mass weigh, your, or your muscles weigh, your, all this way, because they, they could kind of tell them an average human. So they estimated like 37 trillion cells in your body. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> each one of those cells has six feet of DNA in it or 2.14 meters. So if there's 37 trillion cells, if you stretch out all the DNA in your body, it's 70, I gotta get this right. What is that? 79,608,000 kilometers. If you wanna put it in perspective, if you've ever run a 10K, then there's 76 billion, <laughs> right? Which equates to 49 
billion miles, which would reach from the earth to the sun 530 times. That's in you. Now, that double helix ladder. Now, let's go to this next slide. I just want to show you. There's so much stuff. I, I could go for hours on just your DNA here, this, this Jacob's ladder within you. So the double helix structure, that twisted ladder, is c- comprised of 22 amino acids. Some of you guys remember all this. <clears throat> 22 is the number of light in Hebrew. Now, which is fascinating to me because if you, 22 in Hebrew is literally light or it's revelation, illumination, it's light. And so in, in the book of John, Jesus says, I am the Aleph Toph. I'm the beginning and the end. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, which is interesting. So, but anyway, there's 22 is the number of light, 22 amino acids. So your, your ladder, your DNA literally is a ladder of light. Isn't that wild? This is the thing in you that connects heaven and earth. This is the thing that makes us supernatural. So the, the double helix ladder is held together. Now this will get fun. Some of you guys like, that, like organic chemistry, which I actually did. The double helix ladder is held together by something called phosphodiesters, phosphodiester bonds, which are the central to all life on earth because it really holds all the bonds together in your DNA. Now phosphorus, literally phos or phosphorus, if you go look it up in Greek, it means morning star. Where have we seen that before? It means morning star, it means light bearer, it means light giver. Now this, I think this is fun stuff. So in the book of John, exactly where he says, I am the aleph toph, the 22 letters. I'm, I comprise, all scriptures are comprised in me, is what he's saying. Jesus declares on the alpha omega, the aleph toph, the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This next one I think is really cool. So in the book of John, John looks very different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. If the synoptic gospels, they call it. So John is the one about light, or about love and light. And so the 22nd time that light is mentioned in the book of John, Jesus declares, I am come a phos. It literally is phos. I've come as light. If you go look it up, it's 5457 in, in Strong's. I've come as phos, life, divine illumination to impart life into the world. That's so whoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. Now, is that pretty cool? You can't make that stuff up. Where the 22nd time it says phos, the the Greek word phos, where we get the double helix, the phosphodiester bonds. Jesus comes and goes, I am that. Now, as he is, so are you. Isn't that wild? So, you, I, I, I just finished it up here because I was like, oh my God, there's so many things in this that when you start studying DNA. So there are four bases. Some of you guys remember this. Adenine, thymine, guanine, cytosine. You remember all that? <clears throat> no? It's all right. <laughs> just trust me on that one so four was always the, this place of space the four corners of the earth four was always this completeness of the earth where it meant earthy space so these three three of those bases if you take three of them um, the bases form a, what's called a codon some of you guys remember all this codon literally means codon or messenger this is coded from and so there are 64 codons now this is where the gematria in Hebrew is really fun you know should this woman be bowed down for six plus six plus six years, 18 years and all these different things? So six plus four, 64 is how they would do it. So there's 64 codons. So they would go, what do those letters add up to? 64 adds up to 10. 10 is the Hebrew letter Yod, which is always the power of God, the strength of God. So <clears throat> those three bases together form a codon. Six plus four is Yod or the power of God within life, within you to produce life. And so the codons literally mean codon or messenger and as you've, as you've seen with uh, Carolyn Leaf and, and um, 
Joe Dispenza, you know, Dr. Braid and all these guys, they're going, hey, you know, science, all these uh, experiments show that if you take somebody and they hold human DNA and they start to think about love and they start to see, they literally start to see different genes regulate and deregulate, turn on or off, it actually affects the DNA down to the DNA level. That's pretty cool to me. Where all of that is this thing. So Jacob, the spiritual man, is getting this vision of all of these things within the true temple of God, you and I. And this is where heaven and hell, or this is when heaven and, and earth communicate. Isn't that wild? I think that's cool. Is that cool to you? I think it's cool. So anyway, so what does that mean for you and I? That's what we were talking about. I go, I'm not into theology just for theology's sake, personally, because I'm going, all right, what does that do for me? Right? And so that's what I'm... <laughs> That's what I'm joking with all my theology buddies. I go, what good is it if you know the whole thing, but you don't know it? You know, like the Bible clearly says, I'm like, you don't know what it clearly says. It clearly says things you don't understand. And so the, they don't teach this stuff, but this is the real stuff, right? In my opinion. So uh, anyway, so here's what he's trying to say about us. Here's what, here's what I want to share with you. So if you ever want a good book that's... Um, that it's a simple read for the average guy if you don't want to really geek out in science, but it's, it's got enough science in it and enough spirituality. I think this is one of the best. Greg Braid and the Divine Matrix. And so um, bridging time, space, miracles, and belief because he's got all kinds of uh, science in here. He's got all kinds of experiments the U.S. government's done, the uh, different people around the world have done, Heart Math Institute, all these different things. So I just want to share a couple of things with you that I think is really cool. So somehow they show all these different experiments in there where uh, the smallest unit of energy, the unit of what the whole world is made up of is basically a packet of light, a packet of energy called a, Michael probably knows, a photon, right? Now what's really fascinating, if you, what they've been able to do now is like with the double slit experiment and all these things, they, they literally were able to separate a photon. They were able to separate a packet of light and they send it different directions. And at the end, they give them all these different things that it could do. And if they send this light, just think of like a um, like fiber optic cable to make it easy. So you, you send the light through this fiber optic cable to your house, and then when it gets to your house, it's got a junction where it can go 10 different ways. It, gets, it chooses which way it wants to go at that time. So they shoot these packets of light. Each one of them have 10 choices by themselves all of them, every single time, do the exact same thing. That's pretty cool to me. As if they were connected. Once you're connected, you're always connected. So here's what they're saying. They're going, there's some, they don't know what to call it. We know what it is. It's Colossians 1. It's God himself. It's love. It's the Holy Spirit. Is this thing where they think there's nothing, but there's something, right? Because that should defy everything. That when that light goes different directions, it's literally no time. It's so... This is where it goes beyond even Einstein because Einstein's like, when you go at the speed of light, there's still a time segment there. It's very short, but it's still a time segment. This, go, this is instantaneously as if time and space don't matter. Now, this is implications for us in prayer, which I, I'm gonna get to in a second. What, he's, what all these experiments as he goes through is showing, he goes, there's something that connects every atom in the world and it defies Newtonian physics. I mean, it breaks the laws of physics. Like, this shouldn't happen like a miraculous healing, but it does. Or all these answers to prayer, like Esther, you just shared a cool one with me. I'm not gonna share it because it's personal, but it's cool, isn't it? There's a legal, legal thing with, for a friend and they're praying and happen miraculously, amen? So if you're going through anything legal, we, we've done this before, just like choose a different result. 
See what you want to happen. Because you get to choose. I've set before you life and death. Choose what you want and see it as if it's done and it'll happen. Well, that's not fair. I know grace is not fair. It's, that's how it works. It's unmerited, right? Isn't that fun? I just think it's fun. So anyway, <laughs> I love that stuff. So I want to share a couple things with you and then uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. So. so he's going through all this stuff. So really when he, when he's, when he says this, somehow this, this Jacob's ladder, this DNA, this, this thing within us, the light ladder within us is the bridge between spirituality and physical things. It's where we pray. It's the kingdom of God is within. It's everything's within is what he's trying to say. It's that secret place of the most high. And so he shares a couple things in here that all these experiments um, uh, around the world, he says, our good wishes, thoughts, and prayers are already at their destination when you pray. Meaning there's no time. So when we're praying for people, they can be anywhere in the world and it's real time. What's happening to you because everything's connected, happens to them. That's a really fascinating thing. So we are not limited by our bodies or the laws of physics, meaning there's no time or space. It literally happens simultaneously at the exact same time, supernaturally. How we support our loved ones from anywhere, <clears throat> from the battlefield to the boardroom without ever leaving, leaving our home. We do have the potential to heal instantaneously, for example. It is possible to see across time and space without ever opening your eyes. Is that cool? So, and I want to share one other thing with you here. And so, uh, he tells this story. This is in, um, are we passive observers or powerful creators? So he's going, he first gives you all the science and then he starts going through experiments and different things. And key number six, he says, is this. We all have the power we need to create all the changes we choose. Doesn't it sound familiar? The Barak, I've blessed with you with every spiritual blessing. Bet, resh, cough. Bar, bet resh is the first two letters is, so blessing means bar, which is sun, and then cough. And has been showing you, cough in Hebrew is the Latin or hidden power within to take any possibility in the spirit and conform it and shape it into physical reality. I've blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Well, this ladder that goes from heaven and earth is within you too. It's all talking about the same story. You getting this? It's talking about the miraculous creation called you, the son and daughter of God, which I just love. So anyway, so it says the capability is available to us through the way we use the power of our awareness and what we choose to place our focus. Here's a point, and he talks about, uh, he's talking about one of Neville's testimonies in here, which is pretty cool. It involves a man in his 20s who had been diagnosed with a rare heart condition that his doctors believed was fatal. Married with two small children, he was loved by all who knew him and had every reason in the world to enjoy a long and healthy life. By the time Neville was asked to speak with him, the man had lost a tremendous amount of weight and shrunk to almost a skeleton. He was so weak that even the conversation was hard to him, but he agreed to listen and nod his understanding. From this perspective of participating in a dynamic and evolving world, there can be only one solution to any problem, Changing, a change in attitude and consciousness. So attitude would be the emotion, what we feel, right? And consciousness, if you just go look it up, all these, all these new age guys kind of use the same words, but it's where you put your focus, what you're aware of. What are you paying attention to? Are you paying attention to this guy who's skin and bones and looks like he's gonna die and the doctors are telling him to die? Or you're putting your gaze on something spiritual is what he's saying. So with this in mind, Neville asked the man to experience himself as if his healing had already taken place. 
through the power of consciously focusing on things that we create in our imagination, we give the nudge that brings them through the barrier from the unreal to the unreal. In a single sentence, Neville explains how he provided the words that would help his new friend accomplish his new way of thinking. I told him, quote, I suggest that in your imagination, you see the doctor's face expressing incredulous amazement in finding him recovered, contrary to all reason, from the last stages of that incurable disease. You see that doctor double-checking in his examination room and hear him saying over and over to you, quote, it's a miracle, it's a miracle. So he's telling him, can you see the doctor just in amazement going, I don't know what just happened, but it's a miracle. Is that cool? I think that's cool. Well, you can guess why I'm sharing this story. The fellow did get better. Months later, the visionary received a letter telling him that the young man had, in fact, made a miraculous recovery. He later met with him and found that he was enjoying his family and his life in perfect health. The secret, the man revealed, was rather than simply wishing for his health or praying for your health or begging God for you to do something, since the day of their meeting, he lived from the acceptance of already being well and healed. I accept that I'm already being well and healed. Herein, we find the secret of propelling our heart's desires from the state of imagination to the reality of our everyday lives. It's our ability to feel as if our dreams have already come to pass when your prayers are answered. It's good, isn't it? I think that's good. It's the subtle but powerful difference between working towards your prayer and thinking and feeling as if you already have it, thinking from it, is what he says. Is that cool? All right. Is this helping you? Why I love this stuff is I think it's exactly what scripture is talking about. Where, you know, we, like I've shared with you a million times, every prayer verse is total assurance when you read it. It's total assurance. There's no gray, there's no, every single one is like, believe you have received it and you will. This is the confidence that we have in you. If you ask anything, he hears you. And since you know he hears you, you have the petitions that you've asked of him. Well, if I have them, then I'm not praying for them. Does that make sense to you guys? So believe you have received it. That's that aorist tense, past tense. Oh, I have it. So in your mind, he goes, the only way you're going to change this, he sees them in skin and bones, this guy. And he goes, here's how you change it. See the doctor telling you, I don't get it. Keep looking at his interest going, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. The mere fact of you observing something with your mind's eye, this is what quantum physics says, everything's potential. We think matter is solid. I'm just showing you it can be just as an energy wave as solid anytime. That's pretty cool to me that steel beams look like noodles. And this is why heart and mind are so important. You've seen all the things, it's called coherence. So most people pray like this. They pray in total panic. Oh God, oh God, oh God, right? So they're praying here. They're praying up with this. But their heart, which is millions of times more powerful, the, electro, the magnetic portion of you is way more powerful. So that's why prayer really is calming yourself down. Because you all know this. Is, some of you guys, this is why that Tacoma Narrows Bridge is interesting. So if you have a, an energy wave that looks like this, and you have, when you have two waves that are going at the same frequency, what happens to the wave? You get, it's double. That's all that was going on there. The wind was blowing at a, at a certain frequency, that frequency of that metal, and it turned it into a wave. A wind. And it just turns that steel. The minute the wind stops, it's like hard as rock again. Isn't that interesting? So... Here's, well, here's what they're showing in all this science where they hook up the EEGs and the EKGs. 
So if your brain is going, I prayed and I knew it, but your heart's going, no, it didn't. I'm totally afraid of this whole thing. You got one wave up here that's not very amplified, that your brain is only so much energy and frequency. So you got this, but then you got this other thing over here, your heart. So what happens? It's garbled, right? But when they call it coherence, where you can go, oh, you calm your body down. Just by closing your eyes, guys, you really start to slow your, your heart and everything down immediately. So the minute you can just start to get your focus off the problem and seeing it's already done, guess what? They call it coherence. Your heart and your mind are coherent and all of a sudden you get this massive energy wave. Now what's fascinating is this, is your mind has an electric frequency and your heart has a magnetic frequency. So you guys have all seen, have you seen a, like a, a bullet train, electromagnetic train? They don't make any noise, but they're also like, Choom! they just float on this electromagnetic thing. Well, that has a certain frequency, just like your cell phone. All of our cell phones have just a little different frequency, right? So when somebody calls that number, it's that frequency on his phone. My phone doesn't pick it up, but everything on that frequency, he ties into it and does that. Isn't that fascinating? So here's what they're finding, literally. They go, if you don't know what you want, because some people are like, I don't know what I want, right? Because like, get a clear intention and, a, and a elevated emotions if you already have it. Well, just work backwards then. That's what I was sharing on the Wednesday night. So like, I don't know what I want to do. Okay, okay, that's fine. Then how do you want to feel would be a better thing. Like what emotions do you want to feel? Do you want to feel joyful? Do you want to feel healthy? Do you want to feel abundant? Do you want to feel um, successful? You want to feel peace, right? It's always a fruit of the spirit. I want to feel loved. I want to feel peace. So practice feeling those feelings. And then everything that's material that's on that will literally line up and be drawn to you that the best way for you to make that seed real in your life. It's cool. Simply seeing yourself peaceful will cause events in your life to line up with peace. If you're seeing yourself totally chaotic, which we all do at times, life will match it. You'll get experiences that are chaotic. Amen? And as soon as they start going, no, you know what? This doesn't feel so good. Does it? I'm going to start seeing a different result. I'm going to start seeing myself instead of the skin and bones. I'm going to see myself, the doctor, and the emotion I feel when the doctor tells me, oh my God, you're, it's a miracle. You're healed and the joy he feels. And you simply observing it with your mind's eye takes it from the Latin potential and the spiritual, the cough, and brings that literal physical reality. That's prayer, guys. That's Jacob's ladder. Is that cool? All right, you can get to your feet. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. I think it's so cool. So what's really interesting too is if you pick up that book, he talks about, um, they take human DNA and they put it in, uh, they put it with photons, which are this, the smallest energy packets of, of light, really. And uh, it literally rearranges them. It rearranges the packets of light into coherent things. And then when you take the DNA out, the light stays that way. So somehow, this double helix of us, this miracle thing within us, literally has the power to transform the physical and, the, and photons, the smallest packets of the thing that all the world's made of. Amen? So it really is this, guys, is don't make it hard. What do you want your life to look like really is all he's saying. And if you can't figure that out, what does joy look like to you? What, uh, what does love look like to you? What does peace look like to you? See yourself as that. And the mere fact that you can observe it literally starts to make it happen in the physical. And it doesn't fail. That's how it works. 
Those are all the prayer verses that give you assurance. So whether it's health, whether it's uh, marriage, whether it's relational, whether it's legal, whether it's financial, see yourself as, as you want it to be. And the mere fact of you in your mind's eye observing it literally starts to make it happen in the physical. That's the blessing in spiritual places. That's Jacob's ladder. That's the, the messengers that connect heaven and earth and we become supernatural. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. I see the offering bucket. So, <laughs> so if you wanna give, thank you for all you guys that give and give online. We appreciate it. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen.